All right, we're glad to uh, have you back again for this uh, podcast, uh, which we're talking about uh, embracing the journey or in a sense of discipleship that works uh, in a common space, meaning it's not just what happens at a church service or even a small group. It's what it looks like in a, a real tangible way. Uh, one of the things that I've come to love is that um, when we move beyond just spiritual language or spiritual terms, uh, get beyond just an abstract idea of God, there, there's real tangible evidence of the fact that when you spend time with God, it's going to have a, an impact, okay? Uh, when we have an encounter with God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change us. It's going to transform us. The Bible uses this language all the time. Actually, one of the things it uses is the idea of fruit, and the evidence of that fruit uh, reveals really what is going on. Uh, Jesus talked a lot about it, and even in false teachers, that we would know that they are false teachers by the evidence of their fruit. And so um, we as believers, if we want to follow Christ, there should be evidence that, that we are following Christ. We are being with God. And so uh, we've been talking a little bit about how being with God should ultimately uh, impact how we reflect Christ. So we should reflect Christ in our relationships, in marriage, with our parenting, uh, with our friends, um, whether we're at school or at work or in our community, we should reflect Christ. And uh, Paul talks specifically about Galatians, in Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit. And so now, not only are we reflecting Christ, but we do that not because of some moral code that we've tapped into, not because we've arrived at some kind of enlightenment, but because of the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit coming out in us, not that we have to muster it up, but really more, we've got to we got to step back. <laughs> we got to we got to allow the spirit to to evident or to bring it the evidence or the fruit of the spirit as we reflect Christ. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about one of those uh, fruit of the spirit. If you're not familiar with that, uh, it's in Galatians chapter five. It says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy," and we're just going to stop there. We're going to talk. Uh, about joy. Uh, love is one that probably gets a lot of attention and you probably heard. And so we're, we're just going to be talking about joy and, and what is joy? Why is it a fruit of the spirit? Um, is it more than just happiness? Is it more than just walking around every day and someone, you know, cuts you off and you're just joyful <laughs> about that? Uh, you're singing songs and you're, you know, uh, you know, I remember as a little kid, I'm kind of dating myself here. You guys will probably have no idea about it, but you know, zippity doo dah. Okay. Uh, was a Disney Oh, I know thing. what that is. You know, what a wonderful day. Yeah. All come right, on now. Good, man. I'm not that old. <laughs> Thanks guys. I'll give you five bucks afterwards. Uh, but, uh, it's that idea that, you know, we just sing around and the birds are chirping and, and is that what joy looks like? So, uh, we're, we're going to talk about that, uh, here, this podcast. And again, I haven't had a chance to introduce myself, but I'm pastor Dan Hertzler at refuge church in Manor PA. And uh, the two guys that already ch chimed in, but uh, we'll introduce them. Mike. Who also knows zippity doo -dah. Wonderful. And uh, uh, Ryan. Yeah, I guess I know it too. <laughs> All right. Good. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. 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 So that's an extra 50 cents for you guys. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, as this, this idea of joy, you know, I, I, um, I, I want to kind of, you know, I mentioned already, it's, it's more than happiness. It's more than just singing or being happy with, you know, bad situations, you know, sometimes we only think optimistic people can be joyful people, but it's really, and, and the way that we're going to kind of wind it down into, it's really just a natural reaction to the work of God. And so if you think about that, peace is a little bit more of just being um, okay or comfortable with, with God's sovereignty or God's control. 
joy comes into the fact that it's our reaction to seeing God work. And so you've probably heard or someone said the joy of my salvation. Okay, that's a, that's a very common phrase about the idea of, of, of joy. What are we joyful in that? We are reacting with gladness. We're reacting with gratitude. We're reacting joyfully to what God has done in us. Uh, Hannah uh, was filled with joy at the deliverance from her enemies. Uh, there's a servant girl in Acts chapter 12 that was overjoyed that God had uh, rescued her um, and Peter from prison and, and, and they were, that Peter had come to their house. And so she was overjoyed with that. So when we see the work of God and it's how do we react to the work of, jo- of God? Well, we become joyful. So uh, we're going to, again, talk about this. Mike, uh, you know, what's some thoughts when you think about the idea that one of the fruit of the Spirit that is listed is, is the word joy? What, what's some of your thoughts? Uh, I, I think it's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think that sometimes some trouble that we can run into uh, just to make a mass generalization within the church is particularly for people that are new to faith or new to walking with Jesus, sometimes there can be this... Um, unstated expectation of now look like us now look like this thing. Yeah. Um, and so we got the joy, 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 joy down in here. And that yeah. song drives me nuts because mm-hmm. I'm like, I am not to this point in my life naturally disposed towards joy. Sure. So I see people that come in and are, um, not necessarily exuberant, but like it almost feels fake to me mm. because it's like, do you really like, yeah. do you, are you able to just like will this into existence because yeah. you just have the joy? Like, call me cynical, but I've always just struggled with this. Um, and so I, I'm also a bit rebellious, uh, I would say. And um, so there, there was a part of me early in my life that was like, well, I'm not going to go that direction. I'm going to go the opposite direction and find yeah. everything be glass half empty. Yeah. Right. Even yeah. to just look at a super official perspective of it. And that that's really done some damage to me. Um, and so kind of two interesting things in my life that I've been trying to work towards is I heard a teacher say once that there are really two kinds of elderly people in the world. Hmm. There are the ones that no one wants to be around and usually end up lonely. And the ones that everyone can't get enough time with, Hmm. um, which one do you want to be and how are you living your life to get there? And then the other thing was, um, there was a podcast where they were just talking about how, like when we live, um, in the anxiety, and I know that's, that's a whole mental thing for a lot of us, myself included, um, and allow that to kind of rob our joy, so to speak in the moment, instead of having great expectation or hope, um, and joy, right. Of what could be and being like, Oh, well, it's not going to happen and not allowing ourselves to get there psychologically. It's no, you're not doing yourself any favors. You are no more prepared. If worst case scenario actually happens. In fact, you're doing damage to yourself and your soul, even if worst case happens. Um, and that we should, um, instead be trying to gear ourselves towards like, well, this is a wonderful opportunity. This is a great thing. I hope it happens. I'm really excited and allow ourselves to feel some of that, that emotion. And, and I think sometimes we just want to stuff it down Mm. and then, project this other facade of what, well, this is what joyful Mike actually looks like. And those moments of joy, at least for me are so few and far between that. I I mean, sometimes it is fake whenever I'm putting that out there. Yeah. And and you bring up some really good things, which I've been 
you know, exploring even in discipleship and thoughts in, in a lot of this is uh, personality, mm-hmm. uh, kind of intertwining into what we call discipleship. So if someone is naturally optimistic, well, they're more joyful and we think they're a better Christian. Because of our that, perspective yeah, of what joy our is. Yeah. Right. And, and someone that's more pessimistic and struggles in that, well, they think, well, I, I don't have that gift. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this is called the fruit of the spirit. So this is not about personality. Mm. This is not about, uh, you know, what we're bent towards or what becomes more easier for us because we're just glass half full or glass half empty guys. We're just talking about, okay, how does the, the, the Holy spirit come through and give joy and show joy, not about whether or not, uh, I'm a naturally joyful person. And then another thing in that, as you said, you know, we use other words for joy or, you know, wishful thinking, hopeful, uh, happiness, these different things based upon circumstances. When again, if the definition of joy is reaction to what God is doing, um, then, uh, and, and and when I say that, I should say it this way too, uh, reaction to what God is doing, whether it's, it's, fulfilled or it's promised to do. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 okay, God, I, I'm praying for healing and that healing hasn't come, but I know that it's promised in, yeah. in the next life that, you know, there is no, uh, you know, illness, sickness, disease, cancer in the next life. But even though it might not come in this moment, it could, God could bring a little bit of heaven to, to, to this moment. But if it doesn't, I still can, can I be joyful yeah. in that moment? Yes, I can, because I know there's a promise that will come. Um, and so this is, this is, this is a, you know, it's a tough one. It's yeah. tough to work through and, and we got to be really careful with how we talk and, and the language we use and, and, and how we, you know, you know, well, again, you know, there goes, you know, you know, Larry, who's, you know, optimistic and he's must have more of the spirit, but Maybe he doesn't. Right. Um, and so it's really challenging. Ryan, what are some of your thoughts on this? I think I just go back in my mind to when I was growing up, I felt like, you know, we're talking early, you know, probably elementary school, you know, early middle. I really felt like the God who I was thinking was being preached was a God who didn't produce joy. If you were enjoying church, it was bad. It was wrong, you know, to, to be joyful at all. At church was like something bad, hmm. you know, and I, it, it, maybe it was just the troublemaker in me was thinking, well, that was fun. Um, but then I really feel like later on in my life, the, the Jesus who I discovered in yeah. the word and just spending time with him was not one who left me without joy. Yeah. You know, it, it was just, there was such a transformation in my life that I was just like, wow, how did I go like my whole life not knowing that Jesus himself, yeah. not even who, what he gives, what he does, like Jesus himself, strip everything else away. He was producing joy in me for mm-hmm. himself. You know, and I think it really comes down to, to that for me is um, Jesus being the source of joy but not only joy, uh, right. Surrounded by different circumstances or even good things, but who he is just seeing him and, and being able to, wow, you're the one, you know, you're the one who my soul was created to know, you know, and, and just really kind of seeing that he is that joy. Yeah. 
I mean, you can, you can wrestle all day long with the, you know, Hebrews chapter 12 that says, Mm. you know, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Like there is no joy in the cross in the sense (laughs) of of what he had to endure. Mm -hmm. Right. And he knew what he was going to endure, but Mm -hmm. yet there was joy because of what God was doing through the work that God was going to do through Mm -hmm. the cross that brought joy to him. And so, um, you know, as we sit that and, and sit with that, I think this is where maybe church culture has, has done a disservice, you know, as both of you have, have said that maybe you created a idea of joy that, that wasn't biblical in the mm-hmm. sense that it was yeah. an experience or it was what you observed, or it was just, you know, it's a, it's a word that we sing a lot about, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and we connect it to that. But yet if we really look to say, you know, can I have joy in this world where, you know, I, I, if I take inventory, I see a lot of non-joyful things. I see a lot of evil. I see a lot of wickedness. I see a lot of decay. I see a lot of all, but yet even in the midst of that, God hasn't stopped working. Mm-hmm. He's still working. And the same joy that brought salvation to me and, and gave me new life and get, set me free is the same work that God is doing all throughout, you know, and, and again, unfortunately, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we get stuck in our little bubbles. We get stuck in American idea of Christianity and culture and, and church. And yet, you know, what we're finding is that, you know, Christianity is, is thriving in, in places like South America, in South Asia, in Africa. And, yeah. and you know, the, the typical Christian is not looking like me. The typical Christian, I, I believe the last I heard, was more of a, of a uh, South American woman living in poverty. That's what the typical Christian looks like. And God is doing some amazing things, you know, even if it's not at this macro level in government or in the economy or sweeping revivals, but in this micro, you know, individual thing. And, and there should bring joy to me that that's happening. Maybe it's not around me, but there's joy that should come because that's a fruit of the spirit and the spirit connecting to the father through Christ, uh, and, and demonstrating that. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is one where, you know, uh, we probably just need to sit for a while on and just, you know, keep kind of pondering it and, yeah. and kind of, you know, use a, a, a really buzzword in, in our culture of deconstruction. Uh, you know, we can spend a whole topic about that, but there is some, some things we need to kind of tear down, tear apart to, to get to, I think, what God really intended by this word. Uh, Mike, what are some things that you've been reading on this idea? Yeah, well, full disclosure, and we've, we've talked about this before. Um, we, like these shows, the only script that we have is like a topic, and, and we talk loosely about it. Um, but we come in, and, and I never know what Pastor Dan or Ryan are going to say. Um, sometimes I even surprise myself with what I say, <laughs> right? Um, and so I think some of what I'm hearing is really challenging me, so I hope this is still pertinent um, to to our conversation. But for me, um, lately a secret weapon, um, for me again, in really recognizing, um, and being able to appreciate 
what God's doing and have joy in that moment, um, or to experience the joy of the Lord is contentment. Mm. Um, and that brings me back to just the practice of simplicity and, and, and yeah. a number of other things. And so there's this book called abundant simplicity, discovering the unhurried rhythms of grace. It's by Jan Johnson. Uh, and in it, she writes a life of personal interaction and adventure with God gives rise to contentment. We realize we're satisfied, uh, with earning an adequate income and living in our current apartment or home. We see the beauty in ordinary things as a gift from God. We live life treasuring God and what he's doing today. Um, and then there's some other things and it says only as we say no to certain things, do we create space to say yes to God and to live adventurous, abundant lives full of relationship and meaning. Um, and I think just that, that heart posture of creating room, um, saying no to certain things um, and to be able to say yes to more really gives rise to contentment. And whenever I'm content, I find myself being able to recognize what God is doing a lot more because I'm not focused on how do I buy that new keyboard? How do I, how do I go get that thing that I want? How do I get, you know, the, the car model that I want, you know, and those aren't bad things to want. They're not even bad things to have. But it, there's, there's a question of contentment because I think when we're content, it lays the foundation to be much more expressive and appreciative of the fruit of the spirit, not yeah. just joy, but of all of them. And, and, and you can really sit there and, and say, I try to, to be really intentional before I even eat. Whenever I pray, I don't yeah. necessarily bless the food, mm-hmm. um, but I just, I bless God. I think yeah. that's what we see Jesus model where he yeah. blesses God. And he, he says, God, you're a good God who gives good gifts to his kids. Yeah. Um, and just being able to appreciate that in the moment, like yeah. whenever I'm not happy with my house, at the end of the day, I'm dry, I'm warm sometimes, yeah. but I can figure out a way to get warm. Right. And, yeah. and like I have shelter yeah. and, and, and it's God, you're a good God. who gives good gifts to his kids. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a topic we've talked about oftentimes and, you know, there's this balance of, okay, you know, what God gives or what God doesn't give and whether or not, you know, I, I treat God differently based upon what he gives me, you know, and we've talked about, you know, there's that, that, that steering a little bit of the prosperity perspective of God where, you know, I have good health and good wealth and therefore everything is great. Um, but what we're saying here more is just learning to be in content and contentment, whether, right. you know, as Paul says, whether I have everything or I have nothing, I'm content because of all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that verse is always taken out of context, but right. you know, it's really that ability of being content. And then from that, we can hopefully see more clearly what God is doing and we can see the joy in what God is doing that he's still working. Right. Um, I think we lose that fact sometimes. Like it's almost like God worked back then and God's going to work in the future, but is God really working today? Yeah. And, and he is, uh, and it might not just be in your own existence. (laughs) And that's another kind of topic where, you know, the world does really revolve around us, (laughs) even though as much as we want it to, um, you know, and, and God is doing some amazing things and he's working. And, and that's why I think, you know, if we can see the joy in God working, whether it's fulfilled or it's promised to be fulfilled, uh, can really just open up this to, to a whole new level of taking it from a, a personality trait of pessimist to optimism or, you know, just someone who's always just smiling all the time to, no, I can really find joy because God is working 
and I know that to be true, and therefore uh, I enter into this with a joyful spirit. Ryan, what were some things you've been reading? Uh, so I think, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, when you look at if we are born again, we have life. If someone's not born again, they don't have life. So if we have life, there just has to be some kind of evidence that we're alive. You know, I think joy is such a great indicator. Not always, right? Because we all go through different spells and whatnot. But uh, I read this quote from Billy Sunday, who was an evangelist and a baseball player, late 1800s. But he said, if you have no joy, there's a leak in your Christianity somewhere. And was really looking at, you know, the lack of joy may be an indication that yeah. something's not right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and I think just for me, I've, I've used that often as a indicator for myself. When if I'm struggling to find joy in God, I know something's not good. You know, either I'm trying to find it in something else, but I have to remind myself I have what I want. Like I have Jesus right now in this moment. And he truly, even if I don't recognize it in that moment, is what I want and what can actually satisfy me. So it's that pause, get still, and, and remind myself that Jesus is here. And then from that space, just to begin where, you know, the Holy Spirit producing that joy, you know, and just really seeing Christ is all I need yeah. in anything and everything. Yeah. So that, uh, back to that joy of your salvation, you know. And, yeah. And I think it was David, you know, restore the joy of my salvation. Mm. Remind myself of what I have in Christ. And then mm. it's not stopped. And he's not, you know, you know, he, he hasn't hit his quota, <laughs> you know, and, until the Lord uh, returns. You know, we are living in this this period where God is still rescuing. He's still mm. redeeming. He's still mm -hmm. gathering his people. And we should celebrate in that. And and, you know, even if, you know, sometimes, you know, we get terrible news, you know, sometimes people uh, pass away, sometimes cancer comes, sometimes uh, financial ruin comes, sometimes things don't go your way, yet that doesn't take away from what God is doing. And so there might just be these moments in the, in the present where it is not a joyful situation and we can, we're not trying to be, you know, uh, you know, kind of our head stuck in the sand pretending like, you know, okay, you know, you know, something bad happened. I got to be joyful. <laughs> something bad happened. Yes. But there can still be joy to know mm. that this isn't the final story. This mm -hmm. isn't the final thing written on this. You know, death is not the final destination, uh, you know, because of Christ, and the, the, the joy he had endured the cross, defeated sin and death. And so although I am sad and grieving in this moment, there is still joy because of, of the promise that's going to come. So, um, you know, I, I, again, the more that we look at the fruit of the Spirit, and as we look at the different ones, uh, as we will, different episodes, um, you know, we have to kind of take away, well, what was, you know, what's natural to me or what's the personality? Because it's not that. It's about the Spirit coming in and through us, and the Spirit is joy. So there has to be some level of joy that comes through, and, and as you said, Ryan, if it isn't, there, there might be some questions. So uh, on that, on that, Mike, you know, what, you know, if someone's struggling in this area or someone's not sure what to do or, or they're really lacking in this and, and wrestling with it, you know, what, what's just a practical idea you have? Yeah. Uh, step number one is don't beat yourself up. 
Um, you know, because I think that any time that we're examining, um, I think anybody on any scale would maybe say that they could do better. Um, but so there's a question that I ask, um, often if I'm leading a meeting, um, usually before we pray, um, I will look around and I will say, well, what are you grateful for today? Um, and there's a lot of reasons that, that I do this. Actually, I learned this from Brene Brown. Um, it's something that, that she has done. Um, and I, I thought it was a good idea. So I tried it and, and I've seen a lot of cool things come out of it, but, um, you would not believe the stories that you hear. Mm. Like you, you, sometimes you get people that have like incredible things that happen. Yeah. And then sometimes you have like, I mean, I can't tell what I hear more than anything is I'm just glad I made it here today. Mm. Um, and not always from the same person. Yeah. Like it just kind of comes out. And, and, um, I think that when we can kind of go back and ask that question, so what are you grateful for today? Um, one of the things that it does, in my opinion, is it stops you to kind of, it forces you to stop and, and just examine, yeah. um, a, what are just the things around you? But I think you can go deeper and say, what is God doing? Hmm. What are you seeing God do? What are you grateful for today? Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and being able to start there and even at the very least, like y'all have been saying, like the, the joy of our salvation, like yeah. coming back to, you know, I can celebrate, I can rejoice that in what God is doing. He's the God that's going to finish what he started, right? Like that is the good news, right? Yeah. The good news is Jesus conquered sin and death, but that God is who he says that he is. And he's not done with those promises. Yeah. Um, and so we can, we can at the very least kind of come back to that. But when we start from that posture of gratitude, mm. um, and, and it breathes some contentment, but yeah. we can build off of that. And it really allows us to springboard, I think, into recognizing no, some of these things. No, it's good. And, and even what you said there, it's, it's, you know, as, as we do it too, but we also, you know, if we're not just focused on ourselves, we can ask the question in others yeah. and maybe their joy is something that you can latch on to, to see, Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe I'm feeling this, but God's doing this over here. So I'm yep. going to, I'm going to join in in my brother or my sister and their joy, uh, as, as I see what God's doing in and through them. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, as a, as a community now, uh, we, we kind of help and encourage each other along those lines. So uh, that's good. you know, and, and again, um, you know, there's, there's questions, there's, there's things that maybe we, we said that maybe, you got more ideas or maybe we said something that threw you off, you know, even, even when we're done preaching on Sundays, we love to tell our, our audience, Hey, if we said things wrong, let us know, like, you know, we're not perfect in this. We're not going to get it right all the time. And, and maybe we misspoke or maybe, maybe we just didn't clarify or, or maybe we have a different opinion on something and, and, but the dialogue, the, the conversations and, and continuing to, to have these, we, we'd love to, to, to do that here. And so you can email us at info at churchrefuge.com. You can find us on the website as well. Uh, we'd love to be able to, to do that and to dialogue with you and that, um, you know, and, and, you know, at, at worst we can just pray and there's something really powerful when, uh, people pray and, uh, we can do that and, um, you know, join you in this journey and, and hopefully, uh, you know, hope and to, to see that, uh, joy is something beyond just, you know, what's personality or who you are, but it's, it's seeing what God is doing and the work that he has done either promised or fulfilled and uh, we can celebrate that so uh, just be praying and uh, hopefully you have a great day